You are listening to a special summer edition of The Forecast. Terrorism has no religion. This song was written by German singer-songwriter Alex Dio. It is a song calling for peace. Haven't you learned the lesson by now? Haven't you been told what it all means? How these rules are meant to work, know the game and understand. The world belongs to no one. You are here and we are there. Fear stops us from seeing clear. You are angry and we can understand, but hate is not the road to travel on and won't put to right what is wrong. Out of fear comes hate, and hate turns to war, till humankind lies helpless on the floor, till everything around explodes, and all of our good sense erodes, as it did in days gone by. And I, for one, will not stand idly by, while my whole world goes up in flames. I've got too many fears to be silent now. It's just a song, but if we all sing, because just like John Lennon said, Our time on earth is just on loan. Do we really want to spend it this way? What has to happen to make you see that we are so close to the precipice that only together can we work it out? Out of fear comes hate, and hate turns to war, till humankind lies helpless on the floor, till everything around explodes, and all of our good sense erodes, as it did in days gone by. And I, for once, will not stand idly by, while my whole world goes up in flames. I've got too many fears to be silent now. It's just a song, but if we all sing, you can spread your hate and sow fear, but you will lose in the end. It's clear. Because just like John Lennon said, the world could live as one. Hi everybody, welcome to a forecast special. Um, what we're going to do here is a season review, the forecast season review. Um, we'll cover as much as, as we can and we may well spill over into a part two or part three. Um, we have, we have, uh, we have Keith. Say hi Keith. Hi guys. We have Christian. Hi everybody. Hi everyone. And we have Eric. Uh, hi Mental, thanks for hosting the show. Yeah, and I'm uh, Mental and Bookmarked. You, you'll find me on the site on foresight.com, uh, Fields of Ampfield Road, foresight.com, and this is uh, the resident forecast for uh, podcast for four. Um, so drop by the site, have a look, introduce yourself, make some comments, meet some fellow international Reds who are very keen on following seeing just as keen as you are, and uh, enjoy yourselves with us and have a look at all the articles, posts, podcasts, analysis, opinion, and uh, swearing that goes on regularly on the site. Um, you can take the press out of Eric as well. Lo loads of profanity. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a whole season of ratings and reviews, match reviews, and uh, uh, it'll be good to, to see those again come August, obviously, and whatever else we managed to put together for the silly season, I mean the off season. Um, 
Right. So what you'll see in the uh, article containing the forecast are a number of graphs. And what we've done is we've simply taken each month's games and we've extrapolated the points scored in that month over a whole season by averaging the points gained that month and multiplying by 38. And that just gives a picture, the first graph just gives a picture of what that month would have looked like had it been replayed for the entire season. So you get a, you get a trend of how we performed each month. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, this month by month and talk about the notable things that month held and see how that goes. So anything else before we go into it? Um, the, if we start with August, uh, we played three games in August, won one, drew one, lost one. We've got four points. Now, average that over the season, and that's a 51-point season. So not a brilliant month for points scored. We scored five goals, conceded six, um, and uh, the opponents were Arsenal, Burnley and Spurs, all away games. So let's, uh, let's kick off with that. Keith, what were your impressions of August that first month? Well, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride, wasn't it? I mean, going to Arsenal, we feared the worst, and we had this fantastic game, uh, a 4-3. Uh, and let's face it, it, it should have been about 4-1, uh, even 5-1, the way we played. We played brilliantly. And we all thought, wow, is this, a, is this what's going to come for the season? This is fantastic. And then, boom, down to reality, a 2-0 loss away at Burnley. And we thought, okay, a little bit, uh, a little bit down to earth again. And then we went to Spurs. And let's face it, Spurs were lucky to get the 1-1 draw. We should have won that. But it gave everybody great hope that it's going to be a good season because we started off with three away games, two of them against our really big rivals for the top six and top four, and it looked very, very good. So I thought, in the, uh, overall, the balance of play, great style of play, great attacking flair. We should have beaten Spurs. It should have been two two games. And that uh, sort of Burnley one was just a blip in the in the sort of steamroller that Liverpool's going to be this season. Yeah, for, for me, yeah. Burnley Burnley was um, a bit of a trademark, which which in the end of the, at the end of the season you say, well, we really struggled with the low blocks. Um, the teams that had no interest in playing football, um, you know, all those 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 mid-table teams fighting for relegations and, and, and the Manx and, and stuff like that. Um, Spurs game really pissed me off. They had nothing. They had nothing going on. We we beat them fair and square. Uh, we got an offside goal that was clearly not offside, um, ruled out. Um, Lalana is, is, is obviously it's it's clearly to see that Lalana is, is on site with Denny Rose. It's it's months ago and I can remember it till this day. Still gets me fuming. Bobby fucking madly. Um and, and, and on the other hand we got the goal against that was offside as well. So it should have been a two 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 one uh, or even a two nil draw uh, two nil win. And we didn't get it. Still gets me fuming. Um Burnley, okay, that's that's one of them. Um, they're a team, you go to Turf Moor, it's a small pitch, uh, they fight for their lives, they, they, they know they can hurt us, um, and they went all for it. Um, they, they, they found the gap between Clavon and and, uh, and Milner, um, you know, they, they beat us for pace and they had two Sunday shots and both went in. Um, yeah, so that was a bit trademarkish, but uh, but 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 one of them. The Spurs game really, really, really annoys me till this day. They got away with it, and they, they shouldn't, should not have been gotten away with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Christian, do you want to? Yeah, give you a- yeah. That, that month gave me an early taste about those ups and downs uh, going along with the with the Liverpool supporters. It was <laughs> fanta- fantastic start with this Arsenal game where we was we were. Um, we had to really fight to keep, to to cope with uh, Arsenal for um, most of the first first half with Moreno doing his specials again, and um, and then we totally overrun and outplayed them in the second half of the first twenty minutes with Mane uh, doing absolutely brilliantly 
brilliantly also um uh, Coutinho fantastic and in fact you can you have to name them all of them but this still springs to mind when I think about that game and then we were very lazy and, and sloppy and conceding those unnecessary uh, two goals um, against them um, but it was an absolutely convincing win that left us many hopes for the season Burnley total disaster Eighty-one percent possession. I still remember that value. Eighty-one <laughs> percent. Never heard that before. <laughs> and we were totally clueless. We were totally clueless in front of the goal. Uh, yeah. I didn't see all of the game. It was just, uh, I think, thirty minutes of the second half. But it was a total disaster. And um, so many questions um, were asked after that game. And Spurs, very, very good game. We were much better than them. My my personal opinion. Also, I agree with Eric with, about the goal. <laughs> and Klopp had his own sort of comment about that. Yeah, If you play like shit sometimes, you don't get, get it given because the referee thinks, yeah, that can't be possible that they scored such a fantastic goal. Wasn't it that one? I think that was Newcastle the season before, actually. I but, think uh, that was Newcastle the season before. Yeah, yeah. but it did apply. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Because yeah, we played well against Spurs. You're talking about us being uh, being very sloppy um, to concede the two, and I agree with that. But what I liked about it that after we conceded the two, we remembered how good we were before that sloppy moment, and we were really, really tight for 15 minutes until the end of the game. We really saw it out, and and that, the, the Arsenal game that, that really. Really, and I'm going to say really a lot tonight, but that was really a, a good 50 minutes. We were sturdy, uh, we were tight, we were compact. Um, it was Henderson's first game in that in that six role, and he was trying to find what he needed to do. But sure enough, the defense after we went, uh, we got the two goals against. Yeah, that um, that worked fine. I really like yep. it. Yeah, the Arsenal, the four-one four of Mane, that 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 goal was the one where Klopp later admitted that he, I started celebrating too early. I shouldn't have do that again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think the whole team started celebrating too early there. I yeah. think at four-one, we thought the game was finished, and we became a little bit sloppy. But yeah. uh, listen, nobody goes to Arsenal and 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 scores four goals in that fashion. Uh, it was a great result for us. Yeah, we gave away a couple of sloppy goals. Um, but it was it gave us hope for the season. It really yeah. did and because we this is the first time we really saw what a club team can do uh, with a good preseason, good training together, good understanding, and all of a sudden it just gelled on that pitch in that one magical moment, and they just kept on scoring. And it was it was wonderful to watch, and uh, it gave everybody a lot of hope. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. It was excellent. It was excellent. I, I have to confess something here. But I didn't actually. I still haven't watched the second half of that Burnley game because uh, I think I was so damaged by the first half. I don't. I don't think I'll, I think I'd, I'd probably have to go into hospital if I did. <laughs> we could still be playing right now. We still wouldn't have scored. <laughs> we, we we may have gotten a penalty by then, but um, yeah. That was uh, not, it. Was ridiculous likely. the way they scored their goals in that Burnley game. I mean, uh, they, I think they had two shots and scored two goals, and that was it. Yeah, that, um, was, that was basically it. So, um, so what I'm going to ask you is, what one thing did we need to improve on that month, Keith? A little bit of luck, uh, especially against Spurs. We got the raw end of the deal there, definitely. Uh, as Eric says, we should have comfortably beaten them two 0 we were screwed over by the officiating. Um, but I don't think there's anything else we needed. Uh, uh, yes, we can we can all second-guess the Burnley game. We just thought it was an aberration at that stage. That uh, it was just one of those days that nothing worked uh, and we didn't think it was going to repeat itself throughout the season, which it ultimately did. So at that stage, uh, we didn't think anything t about it because we thought, okay, bad day at the office, get over it, and we went on to Spurs, where we outplayed them again. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of positivity coming out of the first three games. Uh, and I think people were getting excited about the Klopp project. Um, so if I would say, what one thing? Yeah, we should have had two wins and a loss. But uh, all positive from my perspective. 
Okay, uh, Eric, uh, one thing. I think if we had a proper winger where we could have played Coutinho through the middle, um, we would not have lost uh, the Burnley game because we were found an opening. We could have stretched them further. Um, so, yeah, wide man. Okay. It, 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 uh, was, it was one of them games where we missed Mane because he, he travelled too much, I think. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't Good available. Stop. Yeah, he wasn't available. So we Friday. really lacked yeah. the, the pace and, and 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 the width. And I think Matip still had that uh, that foot foot problem as well. I think it was Lovren Klavan. Yeah. Not sure, but I think it was. Yeah, and it was a disastrous was... start from the first game. I think. Yeah. Correct. It was definitely a Lovren Klavan defense at Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that simply yeah. isn't isn't. We didn't play with the best, but. One thing uh, with would have helped us. We would have stretched them. We would have had better crosses. There would have been more room. Uh, Coutinho could have made uh, more from his passes, from his movement. He could have taken players on, uh, curled in uh, a worldie. And, of course, it might have had a big impact to us later in the season as well, um, in other games. Um, yeah, Christian, what's your one thing? Yeah, I have to, I have to very much agree with, with uh, both guys before, with uh, both Keaton and Eric. I mean, um, a winger would have definitely helped us, especially in the Burnley game, absolutely. But the, the general cluelessness, the, the, the sort of movements you need when you, when you are in the final third and, um, and the opponent team has masked up in the, in the, yeah, around that box, that, that was, it's a different sort of, of uh, movement sequences, of uh, playing the through balls, of sudden acceleration, all these stuff that had to be learned. And um, so it's just wishful thinking for me to say, we should have been better at that. <laughs> so it still takes a while and will take a lot of the preseason, I think, to fix all that. But um, refereeing and this ref this officiating, what Keith mentioned also, I think, um, this is something that uh, you, will, you will hear a lot of uh, months from me for the, for the um, revisioning that uh, I always would have wished that the uh, the referees would have been better because there were so many de key decisions going against us later in the season um, that was really um, ridiculous. But that's another topic. Video yeah. technology. Yeah. Yeah, we will benefit <laughs> a lot from, from video technology um, because loads and loads of referees um, do deal with the fear factor. Oh, hold on. M Martin Atkinson is absolutely terrible at this. I watched him during a game, I think it was PSV against Atletico. And he was just looking, okay, he's the more expensive player. They both went down in a 50-50 in a challenge. The most expensive player is going to get the free kick from me. And he was doing it all game long, and it was absolutely terrible. But it really goes on. When Pogba goes down, Pogba gets a free kick because Pogba is an 89 million player, and Pogba is Pogba. While he's basically... <laughs> Pogba is a really shit player. He's had a terrible, terrible season, and they've gotten away with loads and loads of stuff um, yeah. because Ibrahimovic is Ibrahimovic. He didn't get a red card when he almost uh, elbowed someone into the hospital um, because Ibrahimovic is Ibrahimovic, and that is why I hope that we will sign A. Van Dijk for loads and loads of money because he will get away with stuff. Everybody knew. Van Dijk was, was absolutely boss and he was player of the month, etc., etc. And then he took down Firmino and at any given day, that should have been a penalty and a red card. But because it's Van Dijk, it isn't given. And that is a bit of a blueprint um, that we need to deal with. Suarez yeah. went down and he did it again and again and again and he drew fouls because he's Luis Suarez. So he... Steven Gerrard did it as well because he's Steven Gerrard. Um, and we don't have the players yet who, who have that, that I don't know, that draw foul, <laughs> uh, foul drawing uh, power. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's, a, it's similar to the fear factor. Um, we need a bit of that, and that's why I want us to get one, two, three big, big signings. I just want us to get actually replay video replay and cut all this out. Anybody caught diving gets a five-match ban. Stop all the shit. 
so we can actually have a fair game that's won the right team winning for the right decisions, not on some person's uh, what he thought he saw, what he thought he wants to do, and everything like that. It's a <laughs> 21st century. Every other major sport has got video technology. Soccer needs to get out of the mid-ages uh, and actually what start sport? playing... What sport? Football. Football. Uh -oh. football. All right. All right. <laughs> for, for a second, I thought get, you were talking yeah. about tennis or something. Uh, <laughs> football needs to get out of the mid age, uh, the middle medieval ages, and get get. It's now the 21st century, where there is billions and billions of pounds riding on these decisions. They have to get them right. You can't go to a World Cup and the ball's a meter over the line and the uh, the officials don't see it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. Just kidding. You no, would. just kidding. I was, it, was, it was embarrassing. I was at the game. I was fighting. At the game. Bro. <laughs> the, hyster the hysterical, the hysterical thing about that. I was amongst the, uh, the the all the English supporters, and my I think my kid was what about six and nine, or uh, at that stage, and we were there, and all they all started getting upside. The referees a wanker. And I got my kid standing on the chair, singing the referees a wanker, and then turning around to me saying, "Dad, what's a wanker?" <laughs> No, no. That must have been a, quite a change, Keith. Not saying that you were a wanker. Yeah, no, exactly. They've they've learned to call me that afterwards. Now you know they, they've done very well learning that phrase. No, well, Christian, Christian, to be perfectly honest, for me as a German, the most embarrassing. And we need and we need really? to have the help of technology to avoid all these um, all these failures, which have cost us dearly. And um, well. Christian, we can meet. We can we can meet up in Belgium and sort and, and argue this one out. <laughs> um, actually, I'm not a fan of uh, video replay stuff. Um, I think it I think it really ruins the moment, the, the crescendo of that moment that you watch football for. You know, you get this incredible build up of pressure, these amazing moves, and and a goal scored, and then suddenly you've got to stop and wait. To, see if to get the right decision. For me as a German, that is disgusting what's happening there in the, in, the, in the Premier League. For me as a German, that is absolutely ridiculous. I thought the Bundesliga referees were pretty, pretty much average. But I, I, it's not just against Liverpool. Um, I think a few weeks later, I had to, I had to watch another game. Two mid-table clubs. I don't, cannot exactly remember. I thought, I thought it was Bernie and Hall or something. And it, the, the referee decisions were... Total rubbish. It was unbelievable how yellow cards were not been given and then yellow cards who were no cards at all were given on the other side. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Something must well, happen. It, it's been bad. It's been bad for two or three years now. It's been really bad. There has been a change in the refereeing thing. They're getting paid more, I think, but they've cut down the number of referees. So it may just be there isn't a strong enough, uh, strong enough competition in the refereeing ranks to keep the standards Mental. up. But mental, yeah. you say it, it, it ruins the atmosphere. Absolutely the, the contrary. It, no, it doesn't. Absolutely the contrary. You don't have to stop it for dodgy offsides. If a goal's not scored, you carry on. Each team has about two referrals during the match if they think there's a dodgy. Uh, so it actually stops all the argument with the referee. The players crowding around, wasting time, arguing about was it right, was it not right. Also, that moment of suspense going back to the video, video referral to get the correct decision is quite exciting as well. Look at all the other sports that use it. Rugby, cricket, all of them, hockey, everybody uses the referral system. It doesn't uh, detract away from the spectacle at all. It actually helps speed up the game and it will help speed up the game from the football because there's so much fights and arguments and people getting ejected and, and, and cards for dissent because the decisions are so bad. No, no, I, I yeah. tell you the opposite. There are, there are, there are, there are definitely, there are definitely times when it will work quite well, but there are also times where it will. It's a massive cultural change to the to how you watch the game. Um, most other sports don't apply with football because most of them are much more set piece oriented. Um, uh, so it's it's not a direct comparison where it's used elsewhere, but uh, but it's a, it's a it's a huge debate. I think there's uh, there's various there's various solutions to fix various parts of it which don't necessarily involve video replay and there's, the wait, the delay. There's um, been some... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's just that uh, it, it, it's the cultural change in the, the way you watch a game that's going to be very difficult. 
to uh, come. I mean, I watched I watched the game it, not long ago. I think it might have been a European game or something. Uh, I, f- I forget where they tried it out somewhere, um, and it really did spoil the moment. Um, it's uh, it's the Dutch it, Cup where they tried it. Um, I've seen a couple of moments where they got the decision right in the end. Um, because, well, it, it was a bad call. Referee sees it. Um, people complain, go to the, the referral system where a coach is the only one allowed to say, okay, hold on, you need to go to the video ref right now. And, you know, in, in, in rugby or, or hockey, you get the referee playing the crowd in, in, in a way. You know, Mike goes on and he asks to hear for the entire crowd. He, he asks the video referee what's going on. Video referee acknowledges the question, does the review, gives the final answer and goes on. That isn't installed in, 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 in the way that we've been testing it out here in Holland. Um, it's just via their own uh, uh, headsets, they get the call. That really ruins it because there's no suspense, there's no moment of okay, hold on, we're now watching it. It took took about a minute, minute and a half to review a moment where a, a guy is 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 uh, through and goal. Um, <clears throat> he impedes himself, uh, not by the defender, but the defender gets a red card. Video ref shows um, that he impeded himself, so uh, um, the red card is is, is is retracted. But it took a minute and a half. With no suspense, just people waiting for an answer, and and you need to incorporate it. But I, I really believe, um, I really believe that they need to do it, and, and they need to do it well, and they need to. Yeah, they've got to find they've got to find the way of doing it that it actually works, um, and and that's going to be tough to do in some situations. And uh, maybe maybe there's not enough of those situations to really spoil the game. Um, and, and, and that makes it okay. Uh, we're going to find out pretty soon anyway, because it is coming in in certain, certain competitions. Um, but uh, I, I still think there's, there's a number of solutions you can put in to fix a number of the different problems, which don't rely on a video replay. Um, but it's probably a bigger debate for another podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, okay, we already back, made back it into August. So, uh... <laughs> right. So August, so this, this August, uh, uh, as I said before, the, the month extrapolated over the season, if we replayed August for all 10 months of the season, we'd end up with 51 points. So not particularly impressive from a points total uh, perspective, but some very interesting games revealing revealing the, the style of play that Klopp was int- has introduced, the introduction of Mane, uh, the shakiness of our defence and just how shite the officials are. <laughs> so throw your comments in on the website if you're listening it's there uh, or in the comments below if you're looking at it on YouTube London calling to the faraway towns now war is declared and battle come down London calling to the underworld come out of the cupboard you boys and girls London calling now don't look to us Phony Beatlemania is putting the dust London calling, see we ain't got no swing Except for the rain and the crunch of things The ice is coming Okay, so, September um, So, straight into September We have, uh, this is a continuation of the forecast special Reviewing the season, going month by month And uh, looking at the, what happened during that month uh, the graphs give you a trend. You can have a look at them to see what the points would mean if you extrapolate over a month. And there's also goals for and goals against listed in there. Um, foresight.com, you can see all the information there. You can also pick it up on YouTube where sections of this uh, podcast may be put onto the YouTube channel as well. Anyway, September, we had three league games. Uh, we won all three, got nine points. Uh, and... Just in case you didn't know, if you if we replayed that month right the way through the season, we'd end up with 114 points, which you can see on the So that would be <laughs> quite impressive. Even uh, Chelsea with the Abramovich's billions haven't managed to do that. So I think we should do that one day. Yeah, would be nice. We were scored 
we scored 11 goals, conceded three. Um, we had two home games and away game. Chelsea was away, sandwiched by Leicester at home and Hull away. It was a 4-1 victory at Leicester, a 2-1 victory at Chelsea, a 5-1 no. victory Hull was at Hull. Home, eh? uh, sorry, at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, 4-1 victory at Anfield to Leicester and a 5-1 victory at Anfield against Hull. So, uh, Keith, you want to kick us off on, the, uh, on September? Yeah. That was when we started to think we were going to win the league, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we absolutely obliterated everybody. And what was satisfying was going to Chelsea uh, and, and getting a really good 2-1 win. And that scoreline did not flatter us. We deserved the win at the bridge. And there's not many teams this year or last year that went to the bridge and got the points. I think Spurs was the only other team, I think, that beat Chelsea at that stage. But it was fantastic. The brand of football we played was brilliant. And despite Eric's loathing of Lucas, he was actually part of that 4-1 <laughs> win against Leicester in the centre-back position. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, at, he was, he was really, indeed, yeah. He was immediately really involved <laughs> in the 4-1 against Leicester, yeah. where he gave <laughs> the brilliance <laughs> of assists. He scored for Leicester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, one was down, the one was down to Milner. But anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on. So, so that was, Luke, that was Lucas's back pass, was it? Yeah, yeah. The team showed great flair. The, the team showed great organization, great football, possession football. It was a joy to watch. I, we Listen, after that month, we started to believe that this could be a special season. We really did. Uh, with the brand of football, the, the amount of goals we scored, we were going away, winning 4-1, 5-1, beating Chelsea away. Uh, what, what, and then in sandwiching between that was obviously the Derby, where we, uh, Derby County, where we beat them also 3-0. So we were scoring goals for fun. We thought it would never end. Yeah, it was brilliant to watch, brilliant to be a supporter. And yes, we were really on a high at that stage. Yeah. Excellent. I, I remember. Excellent, Eric. Eric, we're gonna, I think we're going to try and get Lucas to send you some of his used jock straps, I think, as a, as a passing gift. <laughs> to remind you of September 2016. I remember feeling so, so invincible, um, so absolutely boss. I mean, the, the Reds were really were mustard. And um, just the back pass. <laughs> it, it had us laughing. And we all laughed because we felt that great. We felt that invincible. Oh, well, you know, we can even score on our own goal and just, uh, pff, who cares? You know, nobody yeah. cared about it. Um, he had a good game, by the way, Lucas, at, uh, at centre-back for, for the rest of the game. Um, but the back pass was absolutely terrible. We all knew <laughs> it. But the atmosphere was so nice. It was so good. Um, to be a red because um, we not only beat Leeds by three, we also had just beaten Burton, I think, 5 0. Uh, so, you know, all, all our forwards had been on the score sheet. The champion came to, to, um, to Anfield, the new main stand was opened, and we absolutely obliterated them. 4 1 flattered them. It could have been 10, 12, 15 to nothing. <laughs> uh, and that still would have been but okay that may be a big number but it was it was similar it, it could have been that um, Chelsea away was, was was magnificent we were gnarly on the day we were mean, we were hard um, Henderson's best performance of the season I think um, not, yeah. only, not, not only the brilliant brilliant goal that he scored um, but at one point Chelsea thought they could get back into the team or back in the game and Henderson pulls in this wonder tackle absolutely taking out the ball taking out the player um, taking out the breath from all the all the bridge uh, he really took took it out and for 20 minutes after that tackle Chelsea had no idea what to do anymore uh, it was absolutely brilliant so yeah uh, September we were invincible um, we were going to win the league. Excellent. Yeah, so I think all the poetry and motion songs came out again 
Yeah, <laughs> and, and rightly so. We played so many great movement. Uh, Lalana was was absolutely brilliant in a month, um, finding all these pockets of space and linking up with Firmino, Coutinho, Mane everywhere on the pitch, and and Henderson with the constant distribution, the relentless passing that he had at that time, and we, we forget it now because. We haven't seen him for months on the on the on on, uh, on the pitch, but the constant, the relentless passing, the way that he took the, the game away from from them, set the pace, set the tone, found openings, found solutions. Um, yeah, it, he was really good that that month and that period. Yeah, I think people forget that uh, Henderson was learning a new role at that, at that point. And uh, and it was a little bit shaky actually at the start of the season. Um, and, like, uh, like Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. And and they had a few shaky games later in the season. But uh, it, yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to uh, hard to overstate how difficult it is to learn a new position, especially when it has a defensive responsibility. You know, I mean, take Stephen Gerrard. You know, he's for a lot of people the best player they've ever seen. And uh, you know, there's no way you'll ever make Stephen Gerrard a great defensive player, other than front post on corners. Yeah, it's it's not easy. He, to do. He, he mentally played right back Champions League in Istanbul. That's true, actually. Yeah, no, I'll give him the views on the fullback. Yeah, but he, he put in a tackle then. He put clear. in a tackle then. He and he went to, 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 to the left wing, got it, uh, lopped it into the box and went striker and scored it. So. <laughs> it's my ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Christian, Christian, September, maximum points, yeah. good cup games, loads of goals. We had this this beautiful uh, win against Leicester with the main stand, the new main stand um, open up, and um, but especially the Chelsea win was important to leave a mark in the league uh, all around us because uh, winning away at Chelsea that that was something, yeah, we could talk about and um, cheer about. So that, that was uh, um, the key of, of a very, very big month that saw us, yeah, flying high. Yeah, nothing more to say about that. It was, was fantastic. I mean, with the, with the points, points per game results, yeah, <laughs> extrapolated, 114 points would be um, quite a good result <laughs> to end the league. <laughs> yeah, would be yeah, nice. It is significant, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, whereas Arsenal, um, you know, they... Although it's very, very, we've always found it tough going to the Emirates. We know that they have a soft underbelly. Um, Chelsea are never soft. They're, they're never an easy pushover. Um, and to and to to go to Stamford Bridge and take the points was just a huge, huge statement, really. Um, that that we could because we really did have to work hard. They, I remember in the second half, they actually had a lot of possession. There were long periods where we didn't have the ball at all, but um, and they got one goal, but. Um, um, but we held firm. We held firm, and it was a tough, tough game. It did. It did show, though, that uh, I think uh, they're they're back as a back four. They're absolutely rubbish. They're a really poor team with the back four, and so many people put David Luiz in their teams of the season in a back four formation. But it, it really doesn't make sense. You'd score so many goals as a back four. Their defenders simply aren't good enough. Other than Azpilicueta. Uh, the defenders simply aren't good enough to operate a back four, um, and we saw, you know, you saw that with Chelsea until they eventually changed the formation. Um, and Conte deserves a lot of credit for actually implementing it so well. Uh, but there was there was fortune, I think, for Chelsea because it, it, they didn't spend the summer bedding in this back three system. You know, they didn't spend he didn't spend endless nights planning it with his backroom staff. He panicked halfway through the Arsenal game uh, when they were three 0 down. And fell back to what he knew from Italy, um, because it's quite common using three at the back in Italy, and and he used it very successfully there. So it was kind of quite fortunate that he had the players to pull it off. It two really strong DMs um, and the and the and the wing backs, but um, most importantly, using Matic with Kante, because Kante goes wandering all over the place. You know, everyone says, "Oh, look, he gets everywhere, he gets everywhere." It's actually a real problem for your defense when your defensive player goes all over the place because it obviously leaves big gaps. And he he had to put Matic in there to block the gaps up when Kante went off wandering, and that's kind of one of the big reasons why it worked so well. 
Um, but I, I still maintain there's a bit of fortune there. You know, had his fullback um, formation been say a four-one-four-one back in Italy, and he had tried to implement that, they wouldn't have been any better. You know, they wouldn't have. They would still be leaking goals like a sieve. So for me, it was quite fortunate what happened, Chelsea. But uh, as far as the Reds go, um, yeah, no, the Chelsea was a massive, massive uh, statement, really. A, a big differentiator for many, many years, going down there and getting a result. Okay, so on to October. Um, so we've had a mediocre month of points in, in uh, August. We've had an excellent month of points in September. Um, October comes along. We have four games. We get ten points out of it. Three wins and a draw. Um, uh, again, I'm only talking about the league. We score eight, concede four. Um, that translates to 95 points over a season if we replayed that month. So if we could have reproduced October, we'd have beaten Chelsea by two points this season um, to the league title. The opponents, it was uh, Swansea, a 2-1 win away. Uh, United, a 0-0 draw. Uh, West Brom, a 2-1 win at home. And Palace, a 4-2 win away. Um, So, Christian, do you want to kick us off with October? Yeah, you can see with the... October with the, with the Swansea game, we start to, in fact, talking in the present tense, we, you start to get difficulties. Yeah, Swansea was not as easy. We still grinded out the win, but this was the first of the grind. Yeah, the wins we had to grind out. It uh, yeah, was very difficult, and uh, we finally did it. I think uh, Milner scored a penalty in between for the game. Yeah. And after that, United yeah. at Anfield... Um, yeah, we did everything we could, but uh, um, United defended really well, high up the pitch, but uh, with about yeah twelve defenders, <laughs> and um, so extremely defensive. And we had no idea how to break them up. We had had some opportunities later in the game, as far as I remember, but it was not really convincing. It was not really like well, we should have beaten them. Yeah, so it was a little bit disappointing to see that, that we couldn't, at Anfield, be really superior to them. And, um, yeah, West Bromwich, another win, but very close, very tight. And Palace could have ended a bit tighter as well, but finally scored four goals. I mean, we wouldn't complain about that, but all over, all over to sum, sum it up, it was a, a month that showed the first glimpses of difficulties we would really be struggling with later in the season. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Eric. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was uh, one of those months where we had a couple of, um, uh, well, uh, the teams that we don't like to face. I think we've draw, drew with, with Swans quite a bit over the, over the last few years. We lost a few um so um, that was a difficult game to go, um, but well, we, we we managed them. We got back into the game. It was one of the first games, I think, or even the first game where Coutinho had to drop into midfield, um, and from there on, we really got a grip into the game. Um, that really worked out well. So um, uh, United game, they cut out. All of our passes, um, they parked the double decker uh, a bit higher up to, you know, just to nullify us. At the same time, they had zero shots on goal, which was embarrassing. They had three, three touches in in our box. Um, he, he he came for the draw and and somehow he was happy with it. it was embarrassing, which was good for us. And then West Brom and Palace, you know, those are the games you dread. It's it's the pureless games, and, and and the Palace that's that's done us over a couple of times in the last few years. Uh, the return of Benteke, all all those things, you know, it was written in the stars that 
the wheels would fall off at that point. Um, but we managed it really well. Um, I think Palace 2-4 looks on paper a bit where you say, oh, hold on, uh, it might have been a tight game, but we, we were boss all over. Um, Moreno didn't have hit the best of his games, um, giving away quite a lot of uh, our crosses. He should have done more on that. And uh, Lovren, Lovren not really marking the lad well, if I recall correct. So, um, But, you know, um, the fact that we could play ugly, um, not be as brilliant as we were in September, um, but still get 10 points, um, that, that was one of those moments where you think, okay, hold on, it may not be poetry in motion all season long, um, but we can win dirty, we, we, we can win gnarly, we can win just, we can grind out results, we can scrape away a result, we can, can come back um, from, uh, from, from being down. So it was another hopeful month where we were really good. And I think we played in that month the Spurs in the EFL as well. Yeah, we did. Which was um, this was a very joyous month, uh, a very joyous game because that showed that we had loads of depth in in the squad with um, Origi and Sturridge getting nearly no game time up until that point, um, but convincingly beating um, the likes of Spurs in in a very comfortable manner so um yeah i think both teams had quite a lot of young players didn't they both teams had quite a lot of young players out yeah yeah i i really think uh club called podge or the other way around and they said hold on um can we agree on going fully fully back up and 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 both agreed I really think that call took place, and they said, "Yeah, let's let's do that." That would be wise. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean, uh, anyway. no, it's it's I a very know. good good uh, gentleman's agreement. I mean, Spurs had um, the European games that didn't go too well for them. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think both, it becomes. It becomes an understanding when uh, teams are in Champions League that it just, you know, everybody knows that teams are going to be weakened. Hints are dropped and, you know, press conferences, the messages are put out and uh, it becomes obvious that there's going to be young players in the teams. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like that. And, and we show that we were much better uh, than them. Our second, our second team was much better than their, well, second to, to third. So it was a joyous month, all in all. Results, well done. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Keith? Yeah, well, I, just to sort of uh, go on from what Eric has just said, um, I looked at uh, October and I thought, ooh, this could be a tricky month, especially after the high that we had in September of the free-flowing football. We started to come out against teams that were a little bit more defensively minded and then teams that are extremely defensively minded in United. Um, and then... We, we we went to Swansea and we weren't good, let's face it. Um, we, we, we didn't start well. Uh, we switched around. And, and I think that was when Klopp got a first inkling of dropping Coutinho back and maybe changing it up a little bit. But we ground out those wins, which, again, anybody who fools themselves that we're going to be playing free-flowing football through the entire season and be scoring goals for fun was was absolutely would be absolutely lunatic lunacy because what this did for us in october it showed that we could also win ugly uh, apart from the manchester united and you can see why hazard actually had a go at Mourinho saying he's anti football because that's basically what he is he, he he frustrates the shit out of everybody and gets away with a lucky breakaway goal and that's how he gets his results uh, time and time again and he's going to get caught out and he will get caught out the West Brom again not an easy game with a Pulis team there's never an easy game and then the Palace Palace is Palace we've struggled against Palace but we played really really well and in between that um, uh, Mental's favourite player Origi played really well against Tottenham uh, in the EFL Cup so five, five, five games four wins and a draw 
you can't complain. And and that that belief that uh, it was our year started to creep in even more at that stage. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, you're right about that, Swansea. Well, it's always a tough game going down there. It's I don't know why we just don't like travelling down there. And as the number of times we've gone down there, it's been an early kickoff. I think we like that even less. Um, and then uh, Lucas always seems to be playing when we go there as well. So Eric's head explodes usually. But um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, excuse so I me, think- Lu- Lucas didn't play. No, he didn't. No, <laughs> he wasn't in the starting lineup, so it wasn't his fault. Yeah, but it, it's it's he important to have a go. He did something in training that week. He did something in training that week. We all no, he was did on he? the bench. He was on the bench. Yeah, yeah, but he fucked us over in training. Don't know how, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I think that Swansea game was Karras's first game. Yeah, it was. Karras oh, did play. Yeah. And uh, he got away with it, really. He was a little shaky, and we were very fortunate not to concede at the end. Swansea were really hounded us in the first half. They they used numbers. They're very good at possession anyway, and they really crowded us um, with numbers. And I, I thought they dominated the first half, actually. Um, they did. But they, they just lacked the quality to uh, go and put their chances away. Because, I mean, they could have been 3-0 up at half time in that game. We, we did well to get out of that. Uh, United was Emre Chan's first start since the end of the previous season. Uh, so he was definitely rusty. Positionally, he was kind of sometimes too deep and things like that. So he wasn't quite right, but it was literally his first start. He, he had a couple of appearances um, in the Euros in the summer, um, where he was brought on. But uh, he, he had an injury in pre-season <coughs> when he got to us. Um, so... Yeah, so we suffered that. He actually had a really good chance to uh, to steal a goal, and uh, it just it was too close to the keeper. It wasn't close enough to the post, uh, so it was quite quite close to the end of the game. But uh, again, that's I think that was just rust, really. I think if he played that game today, he would uh, have scored that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a horrible performance from Mourinho. He treated it as a success, and uh, it, it, they they did actually try to break out a few times, but we. We snuffled, we literally smothered anything they tried to do, whether it was Pogba through the middle, whether it was the wings with Valencia, and I forget if it was Young or someone on the other wing. But uh, we smothered everything they tried to do. Uh, and so it looked like Mourinho had come there not to try anything at all. But, uh, they had actually, one shot on target. They, well, we just zero. We smothered everything. We smothered everything they did. We didn't let them get out of their half. There was that one cross that, it was a lofted ball, so it was always just going to bounce off of the Ibrahimovic's uh, head. It wasn't whipped in, it was lofted in, which is rubbish for a cross if you want to attack it to attack it. Um, and he made a mess of that anyway. Um, the, the West Brom game, I, I can't remember it. And uh, talking about West Brom and Pulis is just an insult to football, so I'm quite happy to not remember that. Um, <laughs> Uh, and Palace was Palace was a comedy of errors where we kept scoring and then gifting them a goal, or, or more more precise, we kept scoring and Lovren would gift them a goal. And, uh, and more, so, accurate, m- more precise, Lovren kept granting them goals and scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember him giving one away with with a real foul and then making amends for it and then. 20 minutes later, he does it again. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing this, Degsy. Stop it. It gets annoying. It's, uh, dearie mm. me, Michael Edwards is uh, analytical model for selecting players. Uh, so we need to sneak into the office and find the bits of paper that he's got it on and rip it up. Because he's going to come up with defenders that do things like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it was nice because uh, it, it felt like an incredibly comfortable game, that Palace game. Yeah. Yeah, it felt Which real was, nice. Which in the yeah, end was, was, was a lot down to party as well because the fact that Allardyce got them to do something is nothing to do with Allardyce. He had a team that should have been comfortably in the top 10, um, maybe be as good as Everton. And it was fight, uh, fight for relegation. Pardon Pardon shit. That is <laughs> that's even an he, understatement. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he's, the only, he's the only manager I know 
that can bench Mascherano thinking he's not good enough when he was manager of West Ham. I mean, oh what, a God, yes. what a twat. What a twat. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he's 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 kind of like a poor man's uh, Harry Redknapp, you know, just go out and run around a lot. That'll do it. A poor man's Harry. So, <laughs> a poor man's yeah. Harry. That is real shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like, hey, aren't you a bottom feeder? No, no, I'm below that. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> another another long line of successful English managers. Oh man. It's, it's, it's so really was, not that bad with the players, but managers, coaches, absolutely terrible. Yeah, well, when you watch the championship, you see why. You know, um, if someone plays, tries to play football like uh, Chris Hewton did, he really stands out. Yeah. So that was October, 10 points out of 12, um, uh, which would have given us a 95-point season if you could replay that right through the season. So let us know your thoughts. Throw some stuff on the website some comments in if you're on YouTube um, tell us what you think about that
we're right now behind the scenes of Revolution music video and we're about three kilometers away from ISIS and yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty um <laughs> 